Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. So the living soul came first. The quickening spirit, Adam, came second. You'll understand here in a few minutes if you don't already see where this is going. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Good oneness scripture right there. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Thank God for that. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Anybody like mysteries? The only reason you like a mystery is because you know that you're going to get the answer by the end of the book. You remember that, that show out there called Unsolved Mysteries? Remember that? You know why I never could watch that? Because I, I didn't like being left hanging. I like to know. Show me, uh, show me something that says solved mysteries. And then, then tell me the story. But, but let me know. I don't want to know that that guy's still out there someplace. They murdered 17 people. Show me the solved mysteries. Verse 51 says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. Everybody say, in a moment. In a moment. We shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Boom. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. I just want to preach a message I've entitled very simply, In a Moment. A lot can happen in a short amount of time, right? A lot can take place to change your life in a moment. God bless you. You may be seated today. There's this quote that I read, and it stuck with me, and so I, I wanted to use it today. It says, we do not remember days. We remember moments. It, it's hard. I, I don't guess our mind is really made, or we're not able to use most of us anyway I know that there are certain people that can recall what was taking place. I don't know what that kind of memory is called. But uh, anyway, there are a handful of people in this world that can recall what they were doing 21 days ago at 3 p.m., uh, you know, and what they were eating on that day. They can remember everything about that day. But by and large, I don't know that any of those t people are here. I don't know if we have any of those. I know we have some great memories in, in the house. I know that there are some people that, that can think 
uh, about things uh, uh, in a greater capacity than I'm able to think about things. But by and large, most of us, we don't remember that well. We don't remember things that well. But we do remember instances that take place. We may not remember that it was on a Tuesday at such and such a time, but, but we can remember about 17 years ago this happened, or we can remember that 25 years ago this happened because they are they are tucked away in, in our mind somewhere in a memory by, by a bank that we can recall. You see, life is not summed up so much in the days that remember as much as they are summed up in the moments that are important to our life. Well, one of us doesn't have some moments that we can recall, some moments in our life that we sit down when we're with a group of people and we're talking about things that happened in the past and somebody will say something that will automatically bring to mind some instance in your life that, that relates to what we're talk, they're talking about at the table and you'll begin to relate the stories after stories that happened to you, the things that, that took place in your life that, that, that developed you into being part of what you are today. Last few days have had me kind of looking back, thinking about my life and, and, and how the Lord has, has um, brought us to the point that we are today. I'm a little bit of a, I don't know, I, I guess, um, you know, a sentimentalist uh, of sorts, and I, I, I'm not embarrassed by that. I, sometimes it, it's fond memories, and sometimes it's memories that, that uh, can make you a little melancholy, you know, and, and that's okay too. It's it's all part of uh, of life. And you know, we went, um, we had the grandsons with us uh, the other day, and we were headed over to visit with my mom and take them over to let let her see the kids, the grandkids, and her great grandkids. And on our way over, we stopped and we drove down the old lane there where my grandparents' farm was at. And we didn't go all the way down it because it's a dusty lane, and I had just washed the car, and I said, this is close enough. It was down at the end of this lane. You'll just have to take my word on it. And, but there will be a day when I'm in a, in a vehicle that's not, that, that's not clean, and, and we're going to go see it. We're going to go drive down there. But I know it's going to change because it's been a few years since I've been down that road. And then we stopped, and we pulled in, and I said, this is the house that I, that I grew up in. And they didn't care. They, they didn't really care uh, at that point. But I cared. You know, I was being a little melancholy, a little sentimental, and I wanted them to see the house that, that I grew up in when, when I was their age and where I lived and what was going on. And so I showed them. Yesterday, we enjoyed going to a retirement celebration for my brother-in-law after 31 years of working for FedEx, and most of those years, I worked alongside of him. And there was a table that had some pictures on it and, and uh, had the old work group there one day. I still remember when that picture was taken, probably six or seven years ago. Some of those faces are gone. Some of them passed away. Some of them quit and went, got employment elsewhere, moved off, transferred, whatever. But many of them are still there. I began to look and I began to think about those moments. All these moments, pictures that reminded me of good times and hardships together. I, I, I remember sitting talking with one of my good friends from work and he retired a couple years before I was able to retire, and uh, I, I said, you know, I said, 
there's going to be a day when we sit around and, and we're going to talk about the days that we worked together and the times that we that we had. And I said, but I can almost guarantee you this. We're not going to talk about all of the good days. Uh, those are kind of just a part of our past. But, but what we're going to sit around and remember, I said, I can almost guarantee we're going to sit around and talk about the hardships, the, the tough days that we had, the terrible weather that we endured, the flat tire on a Christmas Eve, the, all the things. We're going to sit around we're going to talk about those things fondly because they're part of the fabric of our life. They're snapshots. They're moments in our life that we, that we go back to and we think about. We were in no hurry when we left the re retirement party. So where we were headed kind of took us past the area that we built our only new home we've ever we've ever built or lived in in our life back in our early 30s. We drove down the little one-lane road out into the country up north of here about an hour and we, as we pulled up, it was obvious, but, but things had changed. Things had grown up, and now they've taken, they've, they've put a bike trail right through the property there. Our, our big front yard now has a bike trail <laughs> through it. Nice bike trail, but, but it's not the way I remember it being. We looked at the house, and the, the shutters are kind of faded, and the paint on the front door has not been painted in a long time. And I pointed out to my wife, I said, we pulled down the lane, and I said, that tree right there, that's a tree that the kids had the rope swing in. We put that rope, that big rope swing. We'd push them. They'd go way out and fly way up. And I'm thinking now, nowadays, I wouldn't probably do that with my grandchildren, but I was willing to lose a child or two back in the day, you know. We looked at the old railroad bed, and it has grown up, and they hadn't mowed it. I kept that mowed. I took care of that. That was new 30 years ago. It's not new anymore. In my mind, I'm thinking of what it used to be. I took a snapshot years and years ago. There's still pictures that we have around our house of what it looked like. The dog that we had that's now been dead for years uh, running around the front yard. There's, 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 there's uh, snapshots of pictures of me pulling the kids around because I didn't have that much time. So I had to make play time and work time. I had to combine them. And so I would get the the, the little the, the, the little wagon that we had there, and, and I would tie it with a rope behind my lawnmower, and the kids would get a ride while I got the grass mowed. That's just the way we did things. Showed Lisa the spot on the road headed back there, and I don't know if she ever knew this story or not. I probably waited 30 years to tell her because I, I, I didn't want to get chewed out uh, uh, for doing something silly like I did, but I, I thought it'd be cool. You know, I, I remember my dad sitting me on his lap and saying, okay, now go ahead and steer. You can, you're driving, you know, and I thought this would be great. You know, Landon's five years old. Come here, son. I had this big four-wheel drive, short bed Chevy Silverado, you know, with big 33-inch tires on it, and I thought this would be cool. He'll think this is the greatest thing ever, and I'll get dad of the, of the year, and I said, come on over here, slide over here on the big bench seat and sit up on my lap and I'll let you drive. And so we were driving, Landon, you just never knew what that kid was going to do. I, I mean, I know a lot of you, you don't know him real well, but, but I just take my word for it. You just didn't know what that kid was going to do. And so he was having fun, but he was always acting silly. 
he, he'd do something uh, just kind of funny and, and, and try to get a laugh out of it. And so he thought it would be funny. I was like, okay, you're driving. Look, dad, dad got my hands are back here. Dumb, 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 dumb. Trust a five-year-old. We're driving 45 mile an hour down the country road. Next thing I know, he he's laughing. He goes, wow, and just takes the wheel. And, and I had to grab that wheel so fast. I think that's, that's where my shoulder problems came from and uh, keep us out of a ditch. And I said, this is where Landon almost got us killed one day. I put the blame on him, you know. That's what you do. Blame the five-year-old. All these things I began to think about. It's funny how memories can flood the mind when old familiar places that you go to kind of trigger the moments from the past and they bring them into the present. Some of those things I hadn't thought about in a while, but, but they were still there. Why? Because they were moments in, in our life, little snapshots, little pictures. Can't remember every small detail of every day. I don't, I don't remember where me and Landon were coming from. I just remember that we were, we were going. I don't remember all that, but I do remember when I felt like I was going to die. I remember that. Moments that are significant have a way of being filed away. The Word of God is full of moments, happenings that define both people and nations. We may not have every detail at our disposal. I believe Jones possibly made mention of this here recently about where the Bible talks about a Everything that Jesus did, we're putting the books, not even the books of the entire world would be able to, to hold it all. And, and I believe that, that, you know, we already look at the Bible as being a little bit intimidating. It's a, it seems like it's a big book, and we try to figure it out, and we walk through it, and we dissect it, and we study it, and we try to, try to understand so we can live our life to the best of our ability. Can you imagine if we had every single thing that took place? I, I don't know. I think God understood that our minds were only capable of handling so much. So he gives us this, this book, and he puts it together. All these different authors, they have the same theme, and he gives us these snapshots, these moments in time for us to be able to live our life by. There have been times when I've been taken back to relive a moment in time, and I've been so engrossed in the memory. I just let my mind get carried away so much into the, into the thought of that day that you can almost smell what it smelled like. And I've literally, at times, I've flinched or physically moved or said a word or a line that was playing in my head from a happening that had taken place years in the past. Anybody else besides me? I mean, there's a process that is used by different people to get people to remember what happened in the past, some things that they've blocked out, and they can go in their mind and they can pull these things back out. I guess that's what they call being caught up in the moment. See, moments are a powerful thing. They carry the weight to move a person internally through emotions to feel things that they have been long since past like they were happening right now. Morgan said the other day, 
there was a smell that she smelled, and she said, that's the same exact smell that, that, I, that Grandma Rice's house used to smell like. It took her back. I was in a place not too long ago. I walked in, and it was, it was a place that warehoused a bunch of, of books for school books. And, and I was in that place, and, and I was walking in, and I immediately I could close my eyes, and I was back in grade school in my mind. I could remember things that I hadn't thought about since I was six and seven years old. Uh, and I could remember uh, what, the, what, what books were in and on certain shelves that I checked out. I can remember thought, things that I read. And I can remember what the place looked like. And I remember who my teacher was and, and my classmates were. I can remember all those things that I hadn't thought about in so long. I mean, why do we take pictures? We take pictures so we can capture moments that we deem important to save as reminders. I got a good picture yesterday. We, we drove two hours yesterday morning to go watch uh, Callan play, his, play a, a little t-ball game. And he's standing out there, and he's got rice on the back of his, of his T-shirt. And I thought, oh, I got to get this. And he's just standing there waiting to bat. And I'm like, this is cool. And I captured a couple pictures. And, and the reason that I took that picture was because I don't want to forget that moment. I, I want something to years down the road when, when he's 25 or 30 years old, I want to be able to pull this out. And I want to be able to have something to jog that memory, that moment. I want to bring that back to life. I don't, I don't want to forget that time. I don't want to forget that day. Bits and pieces of life, slivers of time. You may have experienced some of these things with me. There's a lot of pictures. 18 years have gone by. I've watched some of these kids grow up. I, first, <laughs> the first birth in this church was this guy right here. Uh huh. When we came to pastor, I'm not saying the first birth ever. This church has been here a long time. But I can remember going up St. Elizabeth's Hospital going in that, that room. His mom was holding him. We were like, what a cute little kid. What a beautiful little baby, healthy baby boy. And then Tom and Sharon, Lehan, we all wrapped things up, and we went out to eat at this Mexican restaurant. We've never eaten there again, but we drive past it every once in a while, don't we? And we say, remember when we went out to eat when after we came up to visit TJ when he was first born? Moments. No two people can ever be impacted exactly the same way. What one thinks is funny, another might feel is foolishness. One person looks at a picture and is moved to joy. To another, it might be a reminder of a, a time of loss or sadness. Moments impact us all differently. Our responses to the moments in our life are every bit as important as the moment itself. Hear me. There are moments that take place so often, so frequently, and how we respond to those moments can change everything. 
Had I not responded quickly to the moment when Landon jerked the wheel, things could have been a whole lot differently. But on so many different levels, our response is critical. What we do with what happens in our life can make a vast difference. Paul is speaking about some very important moments in the history of the world when he speaks of the two Adams. He's speaking of two Adams, and he's also speaking of two moments that changed everything. It says the first Adam was the very first human being that was created by God. God formed him from the dust of the earth, breathed the breath of life into him, and man became a living soul. And that was supposed to be a good thing, and it was a good thing. But somewhere along the way, Adam failed, entered into the picture, and God uh, uh, had to take them and remove them from the garden of paradise that he had prepared for them. That word simply means to come into being, became. Man became a living soul. It was a defining moment when God put an eternal spirit into an earthen vessel. He didn't do that with dogs or cats. He didn't do that with fish or, or fowl. He didn't do that with anything else. He didn't do that with trees or grass. He didn't do that with anything else. But when it came to humanity, he breathed the breath of life, and man became eternal, a defining moment, a moment that changed everything. But because of disobedience, another defining moment happened, and a change in our history took place. Because God said, in the day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Everything was perfect. Everything was going fine. Everything was smooth. Man was doing what man was supposed to do, and man was tending the garden, and, and God was helping, and he had nature uh, helping man, and he said, I just need you to, to make sure things are operating and things are in order. I've got everything all set up for you. You just stand here, and you tend to things, and everything should be okay, but man messed up. The first Adam disobeyed God, and sin entered into the world. I've wondered before, what if they had just walked away? What if they had just decided, I'm not talking to that serpent? What if they decided not to have a conversation? How different would things be today? No doubt there are some here that have had your if-only moments in your life. If only I had turned left instead of right. If only I had said no instead of yes. If only I had, had, had not gone that direction. If only, if only, if only. What happens? We have moments in our life that define us, moments that direct us, moments that take us and change us for the better or for worse. If only I had never take, taken that first drink. Only I'd never given in to that desire for the thing I knew I wasn't supposed to have. 
the moment came and what seemed to be just a glimpse in time in comparison to our entire life. See, that's the problem. We, 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 we have to stop and, and count the cost. Of the small decision we make today, what direction is it pointing us in? The thing that we, that we do right now in this moment is not just going to affect this moment. It's going to affect the future for better or for worse. The thing about time is that you can't go back. What's done is set in stone. All we can do is manage forward with what we have before us. I can't go back 15 or 20 years. I can't change anything from the past. All I can do is take what I have and what I have come to be and move forward with it with the best that I can and try to make the good decision on the next defining moment of life. Adam looked around as he plodded forward from his mistake. And I'm sure there were was a day that went by that he didn't remember the way that it used to be. That he didn't go by and wish that he could have changed some things. Wish that he could have gone back and walked away. Done things differently, but he couldn't. The perfection of Eden was over. The conversation that he had with his maker in the coolness of the evening was over how easy things used to be back when the earth worked with him instead of against him but God saw in his graciousness and here's the good part God saw in his love and his mercy and his graciousness and in his plan for there to be a second Adam the first Adam was of the earth earthy but the second Adam that was born was a spiritual being The first Adam was a living soul, but the Bible says the second Adam was a quickening spirit. There's another version that puts it this way. The first Adam became a living being. The second Adam became a life-giving spirit. Has anybody received the life-giving spirit that Jesus Christ paid for with his life on Calvary? Has anybody had a defining moment in your life where you hit an altar or you hit your knees or you were driving in the car one day and you just threw up your hands and you said, God, I'm tired of the way things are going. I'm tired of the direction I'm taking. Has anybody else had a defining moment in their life where God stepped in because you invited him in and he made all the difference I'm not the only one I know today, but I know that there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people out there that have had a moment with Jesus that changed everything. First Adam disobeyed and sent mankind into a life of separation of the one that gave life, but the second Adam, Jesus Christ, took what was dead and gave it the ability to come back to life. He restored the relationship that once was. The separation that sin caused 
that no sacrifice was perfect enough to do away with. God said, there is another first time man that I am going. He's a man like no other man that's ever walked the face of the earth. A second Adam because things are going to be able to start all over again. I'm going to be able to get certain people that see him for what he is, that believe in him for who he is, to receive him for what he is, and it is going to define their life by allowing them to have a moment that changes them. I'm wrapping it up very quickly today with our music come. The Bible says that he came to give life and life more abundantly. There's living, and then there's living an abundant life. We were talking yesterday as, after we did all this driving around and saw the different things, and we began to think about how blessed we are to have so many good family members and so many good friends and such a wonderful church family, what God has been able to accomplish uh, in, in this church, through these people, through you. And, and, and we began to just reminisce about different things that had taken place over the years and, and all the blessings that God has given to us. And, and, and I, just, I, I just was overwhelmed with, with all the different things that were flooding my mind that, that caused me to be grateful to God for what he has been able to do. The greatest thing, the greatest thing that ever happened was when he sacrificed it all on Calvary. Not because he was weak, but because he was strong. Come on, sometimes it takes a strong person, a strong person to yield. Sometimes it takes more strength to yield than it does to fight. In our humanness, we want to fight the Spirit of God that wants to change everything. That's just our flesh. It wants to rise up. It wants to come again. God is never going to try to overpower that. He's simply going to keep loving you through all that. He's simply going to keep his hand extended to you. Even if you slap his hand, his hand will once again be extended to you. Why? Because he loves you that much. So he goes to Calvary. It was his moment to correct what the first Adam had destroyed. Sets the course for correction for whosoever will to have their own moment. And on the day of Pentecost, there was another game changer that took place when 120 people were in a prayer service. The Bible tells us they were in one mind, one accord. Their purpose was solitary. For Jesus told them, 
Go and tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. They're praying. They're worshiping. And they're waiting for a promise. And there came a sound. And there came a rushing mighty wind. The Bible says that it filled that place in which they were sitting. Cloven tongues like as a fire sat upon them. And they all began to speak with other tongues as that quickening as that life-giving spirit for the very first time brought a new birth experience into this world. Just as the first Adam had his moment that changed everything for the negative, Jesus Christ, the second Adam, had his moment that changed everything back in favor of the good. And it's for whomsoever will. Would you stand with me today? Bow your heads and close your eyes if you would. And listen to what I'm about ready to tell you. It does not matter what has taken place in your past to God. It might matter to you. And you may struggle with it, but God is not struggling with your past. God is not struggling with what you have done in your past. God is not struggling with your failures. God is not struggling with, with the things that you have done that, that you know are wrong. He's not struggling with that. His hands are outstretched today. He doesn't care how many mistakes. He doesn't care how many moments of disappointment that you've experienced. See, that's where we all relate to the first Adam. We know what it feels like to have regrets. We know what it feels like to suffer from mistakes, from moments that define us where we've made the wrong decision. That's why Jesus Christ came, so that you would be able to relate to the second Adam, that quickening spirit. Romans 6, 6 says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. The body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. On this Pentecost Sunday, we talk about the first Adam, but we celebrate the second Adam. We celebrate Jesus Christ and the new birth experience that is available to whomsoever will. And I just wonder today, I hope that we're not such in a rush, such in a hurry, that we can't take a few moments of time right now for somebody to possibly have a defining moment, a life-changing experience. 
I want to just open this altar up. You may just come up and you just may be grateful to God for giving you the Holy Ghost. Your life is going good. Or maybe today you need God to give you something more. And you have a choice today. You, you can either just walk on out of here and go back to your normal everyday routine or you can come up raise your hands to the air and ask God to give you a moment of his time and I assure you that just in a moment's time spent with the Lord it can change so much this altar is open today thank you for listening Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.